we might have a new theme song this week but probably not Ooh, really? i don't have it yet but i i it's like i finally know our theme song <laughs> it's like right in time do you to re- change it. do you remember the previous one i'm sure that if you played it i would but i don't right now is this really is or is this another i don't know i feel song? like i've never heard this before it's like boom, 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 boom. Keep going. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> it's like I started singing and then I just realized that this was being recorded. So <laughs> not taking that risk, okay? <laughs> It was very like lounge, just <laughs> yeah, kind of lo-fi, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't work as a theme song because you can't sing it. Um, here, sing, sing the design details theme song. <laughs> Wait, I don't remember it anymore. <laughs> I haven't listened <laughs> to it in a long time. I'm trying to prove a like, point here. <laughs> like it, like it's been over a year since I've designed. Sorry, friends, but. Um, I don't like this is another weird thing that I feel like I don't really talk about but I don't actually design, listen to design podcasts. I hear you. I don't know, it's it's weird. It's like I know it's against my own interests to say this and we should probably cut it out but but it's like <laughs> guys, I do design all day every day. <laughs> like when I'm done, I just want to listen to other things. Oh yeah, now I have to cut this out. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and now we have zero listeners. You're welcome. Yeah, everyone who listens to podcasts is stupid. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Layout, a podcast by designers who don't like design in the tech industry. No, I do. I, don't get me wrong. I do very much like design. It's just, you know, it's a bit much sometimes. And Hi, welcome to Layout, I a podcast it, <laughs> in where two designers lament that they are so tired of talking and listening about design things because they do that every day yeah but and also part of it too is i don't want to hear other people's opinions too much because if i have to talk about something on the show then it's it's hard to have my own opinion by you successfully spun it around again and now we're back like okay that's (laughs) why i got it but and that's why everyone listening to this should keep listening (laughs) (laughs) but it's also like like when's the last time that you read a design medium article are people still doing those yeah like i feel feel like i haven't really been paying a lot of attention to these things lately and Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's because i'm getting old or what but yeah it's just like i know it's there like i know it's happening it's a natural progression in your career and in your personality and in whatever i think when you are uh, younger in you know in a new field industry whatever you want to soak in and learn as much as you can as fast as you can and you're going to follow all the people and you're going to read all the takes and you're going to you know just absorb all this knowledge and hopefully kind of slowly shape who makes you as a designer in this case and i think as you grow older and then you start taking part in the making the takes and then eventually you kind of also (laughs) grow tired of that and you're just like a bit more uh i don't want to say dormant or <laughs> it's just more you're just now like you you know you're 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 cruising right like right. you you have a better grasp on what's going on and you also i think you you develop a better filter uh mm. on like what to pay attention to and what just to you know 
what to not. <laughs> I'm I I think I'm way better at that. Like most things I read, I'm like, ah, whatever. Like I I'm able to just don't mind all the most of the drama. Um and so yeah, it's not bad. Like you're not casting judgment in people who write or read thought pieces on medium or whatever. I think it's just we're in a different part of that. Oh of yeah, that. like people people who write them like good for you like i really have no problem with people like it because that's the thing too like some people tr- like love to judge or criticize people for just making things and i always feel like that's a, just a bad look um like you can totally like have at it and like make those things i'm just not gonna read them <laughs> but i think it's totally fine that they exist and i'm sure there's a lot of people for whom this is really interesting but and i I also think that you, as as you grow older or whatever, um, I'm I'm having a hard time, uh, like, trying to understand what is about, like, is it because you are older as a person, and because of that you have more life experience, or just because you you have more experience in the in your career? I sometimes I have a hard time, mm. you know, picking up like what is playing here, um, but whatever. But what I'm trying to say is, I think also as you grow more experienced uh i think you value your time a bit more um not that you know your time before is not as important but more like you are more selective on what you decide to spend energy and time on um and so even just by consuming a lot of thought pieces blog posts uh videos whatever that also takes time uh time that you might you know think that you should you know spend it uh, on something else um yeah i feel like you're giving of... me too much credit <laughs> like, I don't think it's, it's, it's that i'm somehow like so much better about managing my time or whatnot because i spend you know we all spend a crazy amount of time on all sorts of stuff that doesn't matter in life mm. um i think it's just i direct my attention to some other things like i, I whereas like i used to maybe have like one or two interests now i have many more and so my time is spread out across other interests a lot more and i don't know i guess if it feels like i have less to learn in some design hot takes than maybe in some other aspects Uh, you know i had to stop reading medium because i wanted to take care of my plants that's (laughs) a trade-off i'm a plant person have so many plants Uh, do you feel any kind of responsibility slash pressure to produce and like i don't know if it's like to prove something to yourself prove something to others but i don't know like if you don't do practice what you preach or whatever um do you sometimes feel that like i'm a designer uh and i feel like i have to design <laughs> like do things and kind of i i feel like i have to Should have designers some design <laughs> uh you know, uh, I think I, God, we, I, sw- I swear we did have some kind of <laughs> plan for this show, but it was just, I guess this is it now. Because uh, one of the points that I, w- I would like to drive towards the, this episode uh, is about exercising and developing new skills as a professional, as a, not just designer, because some of those skills might be not directly uh, related to design, Um because you know now I've seen uh, WDC was a couple of weeks ago. We kind of define what the design 
landscape is going to look for Apple platforms, which will they always influence a lot of the rest of the design world and stuff. So we kind of have like the blueprints for the next year, couple of years. And there's a couple of things that uh, that uh, you know we all picked up on. Um, like we see that AR is. If people are still not convinced, like I think now we have all the proof that we need that AR is going to be a big thing. So it's kind of like it's not here yet, but hey, maybe you should look into that. Um, we see that 3D and just, I don't want to call it skeuomorphics because, you know, it's like somewhere in the middle or whatever. But you've seen with a new macOS design language that we're going to have a lot of heavy shadows and some of the 3D effects uh, kind of have a, you know, a return in also, SwiftUI is becoming more and more accessible and powerful, and so that as a designer, SwiftUI I think is a great entry point to, you know, program in a way to create software by yourself. And not, you know, I think it's close. It's getting more and more accessible. That as a designer, now it's way more plausible that you know you could, you know, try and build your own apps, whatever. So all of this is kind of like the stars are aligning, and for me, and I have a. I think a lot of people can relate to this, that there's a lot of skills that I think I don't have right now mm. to to tackle these. Like I missed all the, you know, Photoshop heavy 3D icon of the past. So if I want to produce some of these icons, like, you know, Big Sur style icons, I don't think I have the skills. Like I'm sure I could do it, but I have to learn. I have to put in time and effort. Uh, SwiftUI is the closest thing. I, I'm kind of comfortable with that but uh and all the ar stuff and all the you know 3d stuff it's i i feel so just not adequate <laughs> to to tackle this so if this is what the design landscape is going to look like am i going to be relevant am i going to have the required skills to you know to succeed hmm. do you feel like that affects you like on a personal level i feel like it, it, it could right like it can <laughs> even just like ios design and again we can talk about your overcast little thing i really want to talk about that um like i feel like i haven't exercised those muscles my ios design muscles i've been Mm. in the web space for so long that i do feel like inadequate or maybe that's not the right word you know the um, what's the what's that video yeah the gap by ira glass Ira Glass. There you go. Included so, in yeah. uh, one of my talks. <laughs> I feel like that gap, I narrowed the gap, you know, uh, throughout my career. And now I feel the gap is um, growing, <laughs> if you will, in certain in certain areas. Areas that I do want to be good at and be comfortable and excited and competent. Um, so it's, it's interesting because you feel like, you know, narrowing the gap is a, is a straight line. But uh, I've been. I think I'm slowly realizing that it's not because the, you know, are you, are you spoiling my talk? <laughs> oh snap! Is it? <laughs> it's, no, that's, uh, that's, that's uh, fine. They keep moving the goalposts. I think, and uh, you have to keep moving. I guess. But yeah, that was that was kind of like the sort of overarching theme of my road to excellence talk is that like we start out thinking that you know it's. A, 
get becoming excellent at something is just a straight line and we have to close that gap but what you realize is it looks more like you know these like crazy highways <laughs> of like mm. there's not one path and like something that works for me doesn't necessarily work for you so and there's different ways to arrive at the same space so like i think everyone's kind of figuring out their own way forward um mm-hmm. like one reason why i was asking like if that you feel like that affects you is because I think that's essentially like all that matters really. Like if you feel comfortable doing the things that you're doing, then that's totally fine. Right. And I think there's plenty of demand for, you know, working on the web, working on like all sorts of projects. I think you have a lot of skill sets, um, that are super useful. Um, but then, like, if you're like, oh, but I feel really bad about not knowing 3D and you feel like that's holding you back, I think I think you should you should do it. Like, if, if that, on, oh, if, sorry, you should only do it if that makes you feel better as a person, not because you right. feel like you might be missing out on something. Because the reality is, like, you're, you're not quite... Mi- going to be missing out on any of these things like there are new designers that are well i was gonna say there are new designers that are born every day but it sounds like people are born designers but yeah like there are people who are starting out right now right like and they haven't seen photoshop they haven't seen sketch either maybe and they haven't you know like there there's always new people into the field so mm-hmm. like the best time to start something is yesterday and the second best time is now. So like, I don't think you have to feel like you're, you're kind of like missing out if you, you're not joining the, the group like on day one. I think you can join that whenever feels right for you. That's fair enough. You know, but the, even the joining day one is, it's not a one day thing, right? Like <laughs> if, if I want to be, you know, kind of defining what design in AR looks like and means and how kind of like creating these and defining these interactions. Uh, if I want to be at the forefront, right? If I want to be there, I have to start like a year ago, right? Or two years ago, whatever, <laughs> to be, you know, to have the skills to do that from day one when the platform comes out and when, you know, like if I start, you know, in a year, if I start learning 3D, I'm going to miss that whole new wave or the first wave of 3D icons and 3D work and whatever. Um, so I I do have that sense of like do things. Sorry, can you hear that? It's the cat feeder. <laughs> I have that feeling that like I have to st- I have to to have a head start right to get a head start. Um, so I'm trying to realize what I want to do before. I want to do those things, right? (laughs) Does that make sense? Like, is 3D something I really want to put in the effort to learn and be good at? I'm still not sure, especially because you can't be good at everything, right? (laughs) I feel like now we're getting a lot of new things, I think, new skill sets, new muscles that some designers will have to start flexing. And I have to pick my battles. So I have to look around and see, do you want to be a really good 3D a designer who can who can create incredible icons or whatever, or do you want to be really good at SwiftUI and be you know that jack of all trades and kind of create a product from you know from from sketch to 
to final thing by yourself um not sure but this is the conversation i'm having with mm. myself right now uh also like i even thought about not necessarily changing careers but like changing industries a little bit like sometimes i thought uh, i thought about uh, what if i wanted to work in video games as an example just because mm. i you know was playing last of us and i saw <laughs> lead ui ux designer at naughty dog and i you know heard listened to a couple podcasts uh in where she 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 was a guest on and i was like that's that sounds a really cool interesting type of design right like the ui design in a video mm -hmm. game i think it's fascinating if like if i if i would like to do that what would be my way in because i don't think it's like hey i worked at netlify can <laughs> i work now at, at naughty dog you know i don't think there's it's that easy i kind of have to you know <laughs> create my own path to get there but i don't know what that looks like or how to get there and i'm not i'm not you know i'm not serious or too serious about this this is just an example like one thing that popped in my mind i was like oh i guess i just can't <laughs> switch like that switch careers and i do have to learn i have to get there somehow hmm makes sense yeah i mean there's a couple of interesting things you said um like that that thing of like oh well i guess i can't do that now i certainly like got that feeling a little bit when i was a bit younger when you start seeing i don't know why like Maybe this is just me. I don't know if other people feel that way. But um, when you start seeing celebrities that are younger than you, you're like, it, it kind of feels like all of a sudden it's like a door has closed. Like, oh, like that is <laughs> that is not a thing that will be <laughs> that will be in my life. Like, oh, I will I will probably never be like a world famous actor or I will probably will never be, you know, like um, whatever kind of field. <laughs> It is. You're like, oh wow, these like these singers, so young. My my goodness, I will probably never develop the skills to be that, at that level. And it's kind of that first realization. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, at least, that quickly went away because I actually really love what I do, and I love doing that more than most other things. So I'm okay with it. But um, and to, just to be clear, it's not so much that I feel like that door is closing and i can't switch careers it's the um, what does that path look like like mm -hmm. for, for sure you know i can't expect if i'm a senior product designer today to just switch and be a senior ui designer in a game in a video game and a company or whatever um so i do have to it's not go down the ladder but like go down on a different ladder if that makes sense mm -hmm. right <laughs> just like you know start building on your experience uh towards something and i don't even know what that looks like like it's you know it's not so much that i can't it's like what it would take i don't yeah sure. i mean i also think there's a difference between doing things you have to do in order to get the job versus doing what you need to do in order to do the job mm -hmm. <laughs> do you get that difference like I, yep. I i i think in order to get that job would probably be a lot of like kind of meeting the right per the right people and like being in the right kind of events and spaces and like trying to get those like side experiences that make you sound appealing compared to someone else but um but to actually do the job like i think you could probably just do it 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously I am no big gamer and I'm sure there's like tons of constraints and considerations and, and ways in which like video designing UIs for video games is different. But at the end of the day, like it's still creating an experience for people. You play plenty of video games, like you'd figure it out. Like it's, it's certainly not more complicated than the kinds right. of UIs that you and I design on a day on a daily basis. Like I think it's entirely possible that like if this is something you know you want to do, mm. that you could go seek it out and make it happen. Um I think the question is like, would you be happy like on the other side? Like would you once once you have gone through this transition, like do you feel like that's that was the right move? I think that's that's for you to figure out, but I know that's probably not my calling <laughs> to go in video <laughs> games. Uh, it's a terrible yeah. industry. <laughs> well, you know. Um, I feel like you said something else that I want to talk about, but now it's escaping me. So apologies mm. for making you one more thing to edit out. We always have follow-up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were talking about wanting to sort of like invest in certain skill sets, essentially like years ahead of the time where you will actually like need them like oh i feel like i need to start learning 3d now so that i can be really good at making 3d icons in a year from now or mm -hmm. whatever um i thought it was interesting when you were talking about that because that is so not how my brain thinks about things <laughs> <laughs> like i am only interested in learning a solution once i have the problem And so for me, the idea of, of being like, oh, I will learn 3D now, just thinking that maybe a year down the road, I might need it, is like, does not compute. Like, for me, it's like, well, we'll see where we are in a year. And if I need it in a year, <laughs> I will figure it out <laughs> and learn it, learn it then. I relate to that in practice. Like, that's what I've been doing pretty much all my career, all my life as a designer. I think this feeling comes from this extreme deep feeling of nostalgia for an era that I didn't live in, hmm. which was the early iPhone days. Uh, and I'm talking about you know, 2008 when the apps are up until like 2009, maybe those first couple of years uh, in where there was this sense of we're all figuring this stuff out. Uh We're all kind of creating this space and what it means to be an indie app developer or whatever. So much so even like the defining the price of an app, you know, the business model. How did you... There was a lot of companies born around that time. And there was just this, you know, this <laughs> extreme opportunity that, you know, all of my favorite stories in, in my my design heroes and all like they were pretty much all from that era i think it defined a generation of design and of course you know products like the iphone they don't come around you know that often um but at that time i was in college studying not just not not even for design i was studying computer science uh and i i was caught by surprise by all of that and i was looking at it from the outside in this case from the user And I was just, that's that's what made me fall in love with this industry, the tech industry, and especially design. And so because I never got to 
be a a character in that story, I think I do have this sense of um like I want that I want to redeem myself a little bit in a way like I want to be part of something like that, and so maybe this that's why I'm always trying to figure out what that next thing will be so that I can you know kind of kind of replicate this and finally fulfill my dream or whatever and this is very vague and it sounds like i'm therapy maybe um but maybe that's that's why i have this i'm a bit afraid to miss out on whatever the next thing is mm. <laughs> yeah i mean i don't really know what to tell you <laughs> yeah me neither <laughs> it's like in one way you will probably miss it and then in, uh, in the other way you probably won't <laughs> basically like yeah it's like look if you want to invent like 3d glasses probably go work at apple and hope that your thing ships like that's maybe your one hope like and in terms of companies who can do this there's apple and google maybe like there's there's some small startups but how realistic it is that they're gonna be able to create something mass market enough i'm not convinced so then your next shot is well okay like forget about this but when they do really something i want to participate in it and i think you will like break the safe for your eyes (laughs) i don't know but um (laughs) but like you know you're as invested into that ecosystem as anybody else like building apps and like you have tons of skills that are useful I think you will be able to participate in that in in some way, shape, or form. Um, and the tools might be a little bit different. And like, because mm-hmm. I actually think that when they release it, they will have to find some sort of way to make that easier for developers to to work with. Like, surely they're. I don't know. I, you say this, but obviously, I'm. I have zero knowledge of how any of these things work, but I, yeah. I feel like surely like they're not going to have to make you like write your own rendering engine and metal and like do all these things. Like, it, like surely they will have some system, maybe Swift UI, um, to let you render views and do some of the like core primitive stuff that you need to. And yeah, you can go my- to more fancy stuff if you, if you need to and do something crazy, but like, I think you I might know. be surprised by how close we already are. We do uh, like AR, AR kit is on version four. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the dub dub session. It's incredible. Uh, we do have Reality Composer and like a lot of already you know the tools here. Um, sure, the Apple doesn't provide a like a three D uh, rendering you know shape tool whatever, but they also didn't, you know, provide Photoshop or, you know, you kind of relied on existing tools. So for if you want to get into 3D, yeah, you probably should learn, you know, Blender and Cinema 4D and all those existing tools. Um, so I, I'm just saying, like, if you're kind of waiting for some of the tools, not just software, but also, you know, platforms and and, and APIs to, to be ready to get there, um, I think we're very close <laughs> yeah and and i agree i'm not, I'm not necessarily waiting for a tool i'm kind of waiting for the use case <laughs> yeah where for me it's you know and, and we've done some stuff with like you know being able to preview products in your own home and and stuff and i think that's that's super great and super useful but 
beyond that, like most of the time, I don't want to be scanning my phone around a room. You know, like that's just not yeah, that's the thing. anything that I'm personally interested in doing. And I also don't see a lot of people doing that, like maybe other than Pokemon Go or something, something like that. But, <laughs> but even uh, then, I think, yeah, the hardware will unlock this whole thing. I think yeah. right now people are just dismissing it. And, uh, you know, they, it's fair. Uh, they have, uh, I think I would also dismiss it if this is all it would ever be. Um, but, yeah, we're just waiting on that hardware to kind of click and unlock everything. Like, oh, now I get yeah, it. Now but, I see it. And it's like, you bet that as soon as I have a pair of these glasses, I will want to make something for it, for sure. Mm. But I'm, I don't know, I, I maybe I'm naive, but I'm just like, whenever that happens then i will go and research and learn the things i need to learn to figure that out that's fair enough like and i think you can do the same like i just don't think it's like i think it's understandable like it's a natural human reaction to just feel like oh i don't want to miss the boat but i don't think you need to feel that way (laughs) like i think you will be fine and like you'll you'll figure it out and you're way way ahead of so many people like you have no idea like you're in a much like a totally different position than you were when the iphone came out that's true that does help thanks uh, (laughs) therapist (laughs) but it's good to talk about it honestly like if that's something like you're concerned about it don't you know don't Mm -hmm. hide it like like think about it no, it's i'm, good to I'm address literally it. recording this on a podcast and, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to externalize it and, and talk about it but yeah like i think this is where you also see like it's, it's just different ways of viewing the same thing i guess and there's not necessarily like a right or a wrong answer but you can choose to not worry about it is what i'm saying i, I think we're in a we're in a time time and place in where i think more people than usual see what's going on and we have all this shared feeling you know a fomo i think when we see incredible people in designer friends and all making cool stuff with swifty y now that previously they weren't you know friend of the show joey is doing awesome stuff um and then when we see you know the again friend michael flare up <laughs> doing this incredible icons and he's like redeemed like finally <laughs> my my time has, <laughs> has come again um and we see all of this incredible stuff that we i think we all as designers can appreciate like beautiful 3d rendered icons incredible creating your own app that's incredible creating you know ar whatever incredible so we can all appreciate it um but we feel like i do but i can't do that and I think it's a different thing when we went from, you know, skeuomorphic to flat. It, it was a different transition. It was not so much like I really appreciate that, but I don't think I can do it. I think it was most mostly, you know, the old school designers looking at flat and saying, like, I don't appreciate that. And I can do that. It sounds super easy. You know, it's a it's a different it's a different transition i feel like and and uh, to be honest I, I think this is probably the first time i felt it something like this um you know in forever as as a professional designer hmm. 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 <laughs> i don't know good point uh, like, it's fun 
I just, I just think you're not giving yourself enough credit. Like you can, you can do it. You will figure it out. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Like there's, fine. there's nothing that's rocket science. Like a lot of these icons are literally just gradients. You can see. I think it was uh, <laughs> uh, MDS on Twitter. Like I recreated the Siri thing in like yeah. what, 15 minutes in Figma. Like, like these things are much less complicated than. I think you think they are and even stuff with like doing actual 3d and cinema 4d. Like I did that when I was a kid, like I was a teenager and I was like playing with this and like was able to make things that that work, like following a grayscale gorilla tutorials. Like I, like it's, I like, I think there is kind of like that, that spectrum of, Going from zero skill to like okay is pretty mm. easy. It's going from right. okay to like best in the world. That's much harder. But like, right. do you need to be the best in the world like right off the bat? I no, like not be necessarily. The very best. Like, it's like yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I got myself arguing on the side of like yeah. Everyone should be like good enough, but. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Like, I think for a lot record. of things, like you can be good enough, and that's fine. <laughs> like I'm, like it's like I'm not the best developer in the world, but that's fine. Like I don't need mm-hmm. to be the best developer in the world to be effective. I just need to be mm. okay at it. Like, and I think there's a lot of aspects like that in life. Like I'm okay at, at branding. But that still let, allows me to design a logo and artwork and a website for my podcast. Like, and like it's competent. Like, I think it works. Is it the best thing in the world? No, like definitely not. Like, same same thing for even like icons, even the flat icons. Am I great at designing icons? God, no, I am not. Like, this is not my specialty. <laughs> But, like, am I able to design an okay icon that will work on the home screen? Like, yeah, sure. I'll just I'll just slap a white background <laughs> and put a shape on top of it. And that's fine. And, like, now that version of an icon on, on the Mac will be different. Like, maybe it will have a little bit more shadows on it. And maybe it will have some kind of more yeah. 3D shape. But, like, is that going to be really that difficult? I don't think so. Flat design lowered the line, like the okay line, I think, for a lot of visual design um, styles or whatever. And I think this was just raising that, that you know, raising the floor a little bit. Uh, but again, this is a separate conversation, I think. It's, I, I agree. I agree with you. It's okay. We're going to be okay. <laughs> uh, can, can we talk about your overcast thing real quick? Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> So let me set the scene for people who don't follow you on Twitter or just missed it. Um, well, I guess we should start. There's this app to listen to podcasts called Overcast. It's pretty popular, my iOS app, and it's uh, it's 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 made by the my, by developer Marco Arman, which again is pretty well known personality in the tech scene. He has this podcast called ATP. Whatever you know him probably. He may he makes Overcast. It's a pretty popular third party app, and but you know the the design I think has always been not the best <laughs> it's been whatever and i think it hasn't aged very well like it is it is feeling outdated uh and forever i think i've seen a lot of 
overcast redesigns or whatever because people do feel like oof there's a immense opportunity here because it's <laughs> an app that everyone likes and we like what it does but the design is not great so i've seen a couple of redesigns like you know unsolicited unofficial uh, overcast uh, redesigns but i think what changed now was that uh last week or not that long ago on his podcast marco kind of like acknowledged you know validated what a lot of designers thought, which was like, yeah, design is kind of outdated and he's trying to think through it or whatever. And then Marco itself, Marco himself retweeted this unsolicited redesign of Overcast saying something like, I really do agree with some of some of this work or whatever he likes it. Um, which, at least on my own, my timeline, it prompted quite a reaction. A lot of designers were even commenting or saying like, oh, cool, then I also wanted to, you know, have a <laughs> have a have a just try it like do something here as well like, let me see what i can come up with i've seen a lot of people kind of riff on that uh including mr kevin clark um <laughs> you were called out kind of right like because i have it here on the topics your unsolicited but kind of solicited <laughs> redesign um remind me who kind of you know teased you or yeah it was you to do a this? friend of the show ryan jones um which ryan, we've worked together on weatherline and I don't know, in one of our conversations, both of us were um, Overcast user at the time. And both of us, I think, had a great desire to <laughs> want to redesign it. Um, so he kind of was like, teased me a little bit. And then for maybe like 15 minutes, I was just like, oh, yeah, like, that's cool. I kind of like that design. Like, you know, maybe one day I'll give it a shot. And then 15 minutes later, I'm like, okay, I have to do this. <laughs> I, I really just couldn't help it. Um, and I think the reason why for me is that I spent so much time listening to podcasts. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, if you look at my phone, my phone is like, I don't know, maybe it's like 40% podcast, like 40% Twitter and then, like, the the rest is everything else. Um, so it is, like, one of the major apps on my phone. And I actually, like, have stopped using Overcast. Um, and I think we've discussed it, like, a little while ago. I'm now using uh, Castro. Yes. Um, and part of, partly because of some, like, UI <laughs> pickiness on my part. <laughs> partly for other reasons. Um so, but I was like, you know what? Let me see if there's there's anything I can do here. Like, it's, it was kind of like a fun, it just like hit me at the right moment. And I was like, let me do this exercise and just seeing like, because I, I think it's easy to complain about it and say like, oh, it's not modern. Ah, the, the, this is not great or whatever. Um, but it's a whole other challenge to actually try to see like, but then how would you solve it? <laughs> Um, and I think in a lot of my day-to-day job, like my responsibility at work is to be the person to say like, yeah, like that part, like, have you thought about this? Like, I'm not quite sure about this area and like kind of pointing out the problems, um, but a lot less about finding the solutions. So I was just like, you know what? I think this is going to be like just a fun exercise for me to just see how would I solve this kind of problem? And so, yeah, I kind of like, sat down, spent, I don't know, like an hour or two 
um, just like moving stuff around in uh, in Sketch. And uh, yeah, like this is what I came up with. Well, I'm assuming we'll have links in the show notes and maybe the of course. artwork and stuff so people can see. Um, like, I feel like with uh, every unsolicited redesign that I do, I want to include a lot of like preface for people. I don't think this is like the ultimate redesign of this app. There's so many things that I don't know about how other users use this app. Like it is like a UI exercise for me based on my needs and my needs only. But I have no idea like what other people are struggling with. What are the the things that like Marco would want to optimize for things he wants to encourage, mm-hmm. discourage. Like, there's so many different variables that come into play here. And like, if you look at the redesign, like, I tried to include pretty much all the features, but it gets still missing a couple. Um, and it's just like I haven't really found a good place for them yet. And like, <laughs> it it's like some some people I, I think also like kind of treat this as like oh this is like the one and done like here's the thing like it's like a perfect object and it's like no like there's still a million things to look into explore change like move around one of the things i had initially was the way you uh went into the chapter view was just tapping the name of the chapter uh, which is what Castro does. And I was like, I kind of like that. Like now that I've been using Castro, um, just kind of like logically makes sense to me. But then I realized that Overcast supports links in chapters. And I was like, oh, well, if I have that, then that actually doesn't quite work anymore. And I was like, mm-hmm. the feature of having linked uh, chapters is a great feature. And I want to support that. So I like kind of reorganized <laughs> the interface to to add that support and so like basically what i want to tell people is take this with a grain of salt like this is not by no means perfect and like if i was actually working on it for real as a project i would probably have many more constraints and i would probably spend way more time on it also (laughs) Uh, but i am happy with like kind of how it turned out where i feel like I don't know. I feel good about it. It's like, oh yeah, like my trusty old skills like didn't didn't fail me here. Like I it's still there, still intact. Like feels so good to just play around with some pure UI stuff. Like even for my personal projects, I've been mostly in development for the past months. Like writing sync engines and that kind of stuff. Like I haven't been <laughs> even been playing with UI stuff. Like. A lot so um yeah this was just like a good break from everything uh, and it was fun just sharing it with the internet and seeing what people think like it it reminded me a lot with like of like the old just like twitter design world mm-hmm. where people would just like work on something real quick and they would share it with everyone else so yeah that's it what do you think about it? I love that this popped in my timeline. Again, it's like this is the content I, I'm in for. Not specifically <laughs> unsolicited redesigns, because if I want to find them, I can. I know where to look for them. <laughs> unsolicited redesigns <laughs> will find you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was good to see uh 
to see you, someone who I know and know your work and also know kind of your, your style, right? Uh, it was like, it was fun to see you applying your skills and your style on something that really wouldn't happen otherwise, right? Like I would never mm. see your take on this one app um, before. So I think I, yeah, I mean, you, and I don't honestly see a lot of new UI work from you and I, you're so very talented so every time you do it this is it's a treat like to to try to learn you know learn something from it and it's just good fun um yeah so i'm 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 all for it <laughs> keep doing those <laughs> nice yeah i mean and this is the thing where i i feel like you're totally right like I don't think most people get to see that kind of stuff from me very often, um, which is kind of a shame because like some of that stuff is there and like there's, I do design some stuff internally that never really end up getting to see the light of day and it's totally fine. Um, but you know, it's, it's hard for people. Like it, if I can't share those things publicly, then nobody can learn from it. Like I'm also curious to learn from it and see what other people think about the stuff that I make. Um, but I think in general, like just not a lot of, of designers, like uh, just like us in general are sharing a lot of stuff anymore. Like it's kind of that old dribble idea of just post something about what you're working on. That's kind of in process. That's, it seems like it's an, another era basically where now like everything we share is so like, you know, this is the official like public launch. This is like a company thing versus yeah. just being like a designer designing for fun. And I kind of miss that. Yeah. I mean, you know, speaking for myself, just most, if not all the work I do, I can't really release it uh, or, you know, show it until it's out publicly. Uh, so that's probably why I don't. But I do think, like, yeah, I mean, I agree with the sentiment. And so if I'm trying to think, like, how can I help? How can I contribute and not just complain or whatever? And I think it's, yeah, it's a side project. It's the little things you can do that you can share. And in that, yeah, I don't know why we're sometimes just so protective um, of our own work in progress. I don't know if it's a mix of uh, we're, we're, we're afraid of being judged by, you know, this is not perfect, this is not final, and so anyone casting judgment on your work that that never feels good i don't know if it, i don't know if it's a that fear or it's uh you're trying to be protective of your own ideas and products so you don't want people to copy you i guess um i'm I'm not sure i guess honestly i should oh maybe I'll, I'll i'll make an effort to try to share a little bit more of the stuff i've been working on um which uh there's no secret here hey here's everything i've been working on uh i'm i'm <laughs> rewriting break the safe two for Ooh. the fourth time um <laughs> nice. this is the fourth rewrite uh this time i rewrote it once when uh to to use uh scene kit uh i rewrote it twice when swift ui came out last year um and now i'm rewriting it for the third time so i guess i'm fourth for the third time um because last year when I used SwiftUI, it was like, well, SwiftUI, but you have to use a bunch of like hosting view controllers and whatever. Mm. And now this year you can create an app from start to finish all in SwiftUI. Um, so it allowed me to just honestly just delete a bunch of crappy code. Um, 
So, you know, that's something I'm doing and it's kind of, you know, slow. It's still not the very exciting part. It's mostly just trying to connect all the views and make sure I can dismiss the thing, this thing or whatever. Um, I spent like two days trying to recreate a pop to root in the navigation stack because that's uh, not a thing that SwiftUI has apparently. <laughs> so that's been interesting. Welcome to SwiftUI. <laughs> Yeah. It's like it's well, okay, super great until you hit until like one not. little thing that you need, and it's just like, uh, there's not really any way to do this. <laughs> in in my defense, and not SwiftUI's defense, but in my defense, when you're building an app for iOS and SwiftUI starts to become very annoying, you have a great fallback. Mm-hmm. UI kit is incredible. When you're developing for the watch, <laughs> when SwiftUI is not delivering. Your alternative is the worst thing possible called WatchKit. So uh, let's just say that I do, you know, <laughs> I don't give up as easy as if I had that 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 incredible soft UI kit safety net. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, all this to say that, yeah, I do, I do agree with this sentiment. And um, maybe I'll try to, I'll make an effort to try to participate more a little bit. In- nice. Cool. Cool um yeah and like we've touched a little bit on like how everyone's doing SwiftUI now and it's been super cool like yeah. i think uh, the stuff that jordan singer has been uh posting on twitter it's just been like super awesome so if you don't follow him already like go do that i think it's been super cool to see him go do that. dabble in that stuff like even if i've played quite a bit with with swift ui just personally i think it's just cool to see him share all that stuff publicly uh, and just explore lots mm-hmm. of, of different ideas. Um, so yeah, that's been really fun. Uh, progress update on my little app that I've been working on. Yeah. So um, if you remember like, I don't know if it was last episode or one before, but I was working on syncing engine um, uh-huh. and then I had this like huge problem with like conflict res- resolution that I was trying to figure out not gonna get into it again here but um but i did eventually kind of figure it out i think (laughs) so i created like a separate project and had this like whole like crazy pile of code and then eventually found that uh there's actually like a diffing functionality for arrays (laughs) built in to the system um which is like what uh, which basically behind the scenes kind of does what I was trying to do, but way better. Um, so I was like, great. So I rewrote the thing using that. And then, but the, the, the only thing is they're doing diff between two arrays. I need to do a diff between three arrays. Basically I need to have like, here's the original, here's what the server changed. And then here's what locally you've changed. Um, <laughs> And so, but I was able to like rip out so much code and just like use that as actually works a lot better than my old way of doing it. And what nice. I did is basically write a bunch of tests <laughs> and uh, like my, literally my first time writing tests <laughs> for anything <laughs> iOS related wow. um, to actually be able to test. Okay. Like let's say I have an array with like A, B, C, D and then like the user changes something and then the server changes something then like I expect the array to now be in that state so that as I was making changes, I could see like where I would break things. And now it's in a state where it's passing all the tests. <laughs> nice. So 
I think it's good. Obviously, the real test is when it's in like the actual app context that it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. But I wrote it so that it's isolated enough that it's it's literally just like a conflict resolver class, basically. That's all it takes care of. Um, so it's like easy to test and like really like just kind of independent from the rest of the context. Um, and then on the other side, um, the syncing engine has been going great. I like made a lot of changes and improvements to it. One of which being like, eh, I mean, it's kind of technical, but like figuring out a way to make it usable in Swift UI, uh, which has been cool. So I've been playing with that a little bit, but again, it's like, I so want to use SwiftUI, and I think a lot of the explorations have at least made it seem more possible. But every mm-hmm. time I use it, like I run into so many like little things <laughs> uh, that I'm struggling with SwiftUI. So I don't know if most of my views will be SwiftUI, but at least like the the ability to have some of the views in the app sometimes be SwiftUI, I think it's gonna yeah. be cool. Like anytime you have. Basically, like the way I'm thinking about it is like views will be Swift Swift UI, but not controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is probably a helpful model. Um, still trying to figure out some diffable data source stuff, <laughs> which is like surprisingly a little bit like tricky to to figure out. Like trying to understand when do I basically I'm trying to like right now what's happening is when a value gets changed the cell gets like deleted and re-added when what I want is just like update that cell so that's where I'm at but it seems like a lot of the plumbing necessary for the app is like so close to being done and then I'll actually be able to like get back into my actual app because I have like I basically have one project with the app that was kind of working with the um, core data and iCloud syncing. I have that. And then I have a new project that's just like a dummy iCloud syncing project. And then I have a dummy <laughs> conflict resolution project. And I'm just like staggering all these, these things. But. Listeners, I want to, I want, I want to be clear. I also don't know what the app is. <laughs> yeah. It's a little secret. <laughs> It's not that exciting, I promise. I'm with and, you. And the UI is like going to be incredibly boring for it, too. <laughs> so. so how far are we from a uh, test flight? I don't know. I really don't know. Like, give me give me a couple more weeks and then I'll, I'll be able to tell you. But okay. it's like, because right now it's like, it's not even in an app form. <laughs> so okay. uh, that's hard to tell. But I have a lot of pieces, but just in scattered in very different locations. So I'll just be putting everything together. Um, and yeah, yeah. So I'll definitely like include you on a test flight and we'll probably start sharing a little bit more about it in, yeah, like I in the coming wait. weeks. I've been trying to not talk about it. Like I think we've, we've discussed it a little bit. It's like I've been I'll always like trying to find ways to keep myself motivated to keep working on something because I never famously just never finish any side project that I start. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm trying for this to keep it secret a little bit longer in the hopes that 
my desire to share it with other people uh, keeps me going. So <laughs> we'll see. Good plan. Because <laughs> you don't want to share it, and then you do get some of the gratification of just sharing, and that exactly like, makes it enough. Like, oh, I don't need to ship it because I already. Yeah, know, that's know, what that. killed a few side products for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Interesting. Trying this cool. All right, this is a uh, one hour. We're one hour in. We should wrap it up. Uh, before we go, Kevin Clark, we should, as always, do some recommendations. What and what? Uh, what do you have for us today? Yeah, so my recommendation this week is a little bit of a weird one, but uh, I don't know if you've heard of Mandy Patinkins. Or, there's no S, so Patinkin. <laughs> I don't think so. Or if you've heard of his Twitter account, because uh, that's my recommendation. Oh, wait, this is the Homeland guy. This is the Princess Bride guy. Yes. So uh, this is an actor. He's played in Homeland and yeah, a couple of, of, of other things. Um he has a Twitter account that is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and so that is my recommendation this week. Um, he like regularly just posts videos and it's uh, him and his wife most of the time. And the person asking the questions is, I believe, his son. Um, <laughs> and like one that I'm going to put a link to is about GIF. Like he's trying to post a a, a tweet. And he's like, what is G-I-F? <laughs> tries to guess what it is. And it's just absolutely like super funny every single time. Um, it, it's just like one of those things good. that that adds like a bit of joy in my, <laughs> my Twitter. And I feel like I really need it these days. So uh, yeah, it's really funny. Uh, I don't know really what to recommend this week because <laughs> I so I have the my two my two big highlights of the past couple weeks. They're the most obvious boring recommendations, uh, but I still like I still feel like I should acknowledge it. One is The Last of Us Part Two. That game is out. Um, the day it came out. This is Friday. As soon as I finished my last meeting, I shut down my laptop, I closed the curtains, we got pizza, me and Deborah, and we <laughs> just started playing it, and we literally played the game nonstop, only you know, paused to sleep and to eat. <laughs> wow. We played it nonstop. That was the only thing we did that weekend, and we finished it uh, Sunday afternoon, hmm. and it was incredible. So and did you play together? Yeah, I mean, so she was a backseat gamer. She was just mostly watching. Oh, so uh, she was watching you the whole time. Yeah. Uh, wow. But not that I was, you know, forcing her. She was really into it. She wanted to. It's <laughs> uh, Just to be clear, <laughs> disclaimer. Uh, no, it was incredible. And, and right after, you know, after I finished it, I finally was able to go to the internet and, you know, read and what, I, what other people thought of the game. And to my surprise, people have a lot of hate for this game, <laughs> which... I'm not going to get into, but suffice it to say, like, I just, I want, you know, a separate podcast just to talk about this game. It's been, I think it's incredible. Um, so that, that was a highlight. And the uh, second highlight is uh, Hamilton came out on Disney Plus, uh, the yes. recording with the original cast. I, I, I am a huge Hamilton fan. You know, I've listened to the, you know, the recording I don't know how many hundreds of times um, I had the, the I was lucky enough to be able to see it uh, on Broadway, uh, although not with the original cast, but whatever. So I've been a huge fan, and 
this might have been the only positive thing coming out of the whole COVID situation. <laughs> because they recorded this back when the original cast, you know, was still well, there was still the cast, so hmm. back in two thousand sixteen. Um they knew this was a huge hit and they recorded it because they wanted to keep that, you know, as an artifact, they wanted to have that. But then they just hold on to that footage because as soon as they released it, it would definitely hurt, you know, uh, ticket sales. Hmm. And Hamilton, as even if you haven't seen it, you probably know that it's very popular as a you know as a as a show. And so it's still sold out forever. Like when I, when we got tickets, we got tickets for like nine months in advance. <laughs> wow! It was like seven hundred dollars a oh ticket. It's like these. It's really hard to get to. Um, so they, they were really protective of that, right? They didn't want to hurt ticket sales, but now with the whole, you know, pandemic, the last thing people are going to do is go to the theater, (laughs) very (laughs) old theaters crammed with people. Actually, it's illegal. I think they're closed. So then this was a perfect opportunity to finally release this and capitalize and make a lot of money. Um, and so Disney bought the distribution rights and it's on Disney plus. So if you have never seen or heard, you know, listen to the recording. If you have never seen Hamilton, um, this is probably the best way to experience it. So not just because, you know, it's video. So, you know, I think it's easier to go through than just sit down and listen to this for three hours. Um, but also, you can turn on captions. And this is this is that type of show that I think... It rewards you if you read carefully, like through all the lyrics, because there's so many like little details in how this is written that if you watch with the captions with you know the subtitles on, I think it just gets so much more. And hmm. this is something that one of my favorite things to do while listening to the recording is to you know uh, read the lyrics as I you know as as the song is playing, read with the lyrics. But it's really hard to ask people to do that. And I'm like, Deborah, she lives with me. I've tried countless times. Like, hey, can you just listen to this couple songs and read the the, the lyrics? Um, that is a really hard ask, turns out. <laughs> so, but, you know, if you watch it, if, you, if you're if you willing to watch it, just turn on the, the captions and I think you'll be rewarded for that. Hmm. It's, it's really good. It's, it's I, I, I still think it's one of the best pieces of art produced in you know, recent history, I think it's incredible. Damn, that's that's very high praise. Um, yeah, so I have not seen it yet, <laughs> but here it uh, is. But yeah, I will probably resubscribe to Disney Plus <laughs> and watch that and the Mandalorian making of, <laughs> and then cancel again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? They they've um, they got rid of the free trial right oh, before really? Hamilton dropped. Because they, yeah, they didn't want to <laughs> go <laughs> through smart. that again. Yeah, that was smart. Nice. But yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, giving it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many, can make so many jokes that you wouldn't get. Cause you I know. Say. Well, I, I get this one. <laughs> no, okay, <no>. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I'm not that oblivious to all pop culture references. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Um... On another note, I've been uh, <laughs> watching Dark lately, and I'm not done. Me too. With the latest season, mm-hmm. but oh my goodness, this is so good! Why did nobody tell me? 
I just say this because everybody told me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like. I'm pretty sure I recommended on this show at some point, <laughs> yeah. but okay. Um, it's like everyone told me, and I was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> and then I actually uh, like because. But my thing is, I needed to watch two episodes to start, it, like to actually get into it. Mm. The first episode was just. I don't know, like not enough to get me get me started. And we we actually like if you rewatch the first episode, uh, it's actually very good. But like because you don't know who anyone is or what anything is, like you don't really yeah you you don't know really what you're watching. Yeah, exactly. You're like, where is this going? Like, what is this about? And I thought it was about some kind of person just getting lost in the woods and just disappearing. Which okay, like let me just let me just set oh, the yeah, stage for people, people listening to this. If you don't know what Dark is, Dark is a show on Netflix. Right now, it's on season three. It's a German show, and it's it's it. Well, I don't know how much I can say actually. I don't want to spoil it, but it's 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 a very complex, complicated plot. It's very you know, it's 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 kind of hard to follow. But if that's something you like, you know, very yeah. A lot of plot twists and a lot of whatever. Yeah, so um, a, a lot of the enjoyment in this show is figuring out what is happening. Yeah. And the yeah. show, like, rewards you from doing the work and trying to keep up. It is, I would say, in terms of uh, degree of difficulty, lower than Westworld. So, like, if you've watched a bit of Westworld mm. and, like, mm. no, don't you, don't, you don't think so? I think, for me is more accessible than Westworld because Westworld is kind of like very, very tiny cues. <laughs> and this is like much more obvious, like in terms of complexity, maybe higher, like there's, there's more stuff to find out, but the, each thing that you are supposed to piece together is like pretty clear. Like it, it's not like oh, like look, the logo in the background is like slightly different. It's how far are you into it? I'm uh, halfway into the last season. Okay, so we're probably around the same place. Here's why I don't agree. Westworld, even if you miss all the little details and all the little like thin plot lines that it's a callback to the episode, you know, first season or whatever. If you miss all that, you can still enjoy it. It's an action no. thing. <laughs> Killing robots, I mean, whatever. Westworld is very boring if you, if you miss all of the oh, small I don't think. details. Especially the third season, Westworld, no. just, you know, it's just explosions. Oh, well, that was know. the worst Because this show, but... okay, here's, here's, my, here's my journey with this show. Dark season one, I forget when it came out, but it's, it's been a while. I, I want to say like 2000, I don't know, 17 or 18 or whatever. So first season came out. We watched it. We loved it. We, we loved that show. Yep. Uh, a couple of years later, season two come out, comes out. And when season two comes out, I was like, oh, yeah, that show. We loved the first <laughs> season. So I'm excited. So we started playing season two. What happened was we watched the first episode of season two, and we had forgotten everything. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I just couldn't remember any right. character. Like, what was the plot again? We tried to watch recaps on, on YouTube. We tried to follow it, but we were just so lost. Like, we just realized that in order to appreciate season two, or not even appreciate just to follow it, we would need to watch season one again, mm. and we were like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like watching the uh, whole season okay. again." So we never watched season two. Now what? season three came out last. Yeah, season three came out last. I don't know week, and we were like, "Okay, season three comes out. People are saying great things about this. Like, we have to 
pick it back up. So what we did was we watched season one again. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you were going to say, then, we just started with season three. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would not, I could never do, if I couldn't, you know, finish season two because I don't remember season one, I would never just <laughs> skip one. Okay. No, so we had Very to good. go back and so we watched season one, we watched season two and we we're already, I don't know, third or fourth episode of season three. Um, you know what? Once we're done, we could have a, uh, upside down, which kind of, you know, <laughs> here. Uh, we can have an upside down and we talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would love that. But yeah, I think it's a great show. And it's like, if you, it, it basically, like, two things that I kind of want to tell people, and depending on the, your level of like spoileriness, like, you may or may not choose to stop listening at this point. But, um, like, in my opinion, they're not spoilers. They're just things that, like, if you're not going to watch... Basically, like, I want to convince people who may not think the show is for them that it might be. <laughs> so, hmm. if you think, eh, I don't know, I don't think this is really for me, listen to this. So, one, <laughs> it's, it is not like a... Um, like a detective kind of show of, like you know, finding the person who disappeared and like, who is the, who is the killer and, and whatnot. Like it is, it looks like this might be what, what it is, but it's not. It, there's, there's more to this story. Sometimes but, I wish it was that simple. Can we just try to figure out who killed that person? No, no, this is what makes it fun. This is what makes it fun. There is more to this story and it will be revealed to you <laughs> uh, over time. And two is, You'll have to watch two episodes. Don't watch just one because, like, one episode is not enough to, like, get the show started. There's so much that they have to set up. You have to watch at least two episodes. And then three, I would say watch it in German with the sub- subtitles. Oh, absolutely. Anything else will be so terrible that you're not going to want to watch the show. I you will have take to watch it personal in offense. It's not that bad. Believe me, if I can do it, you can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would be personally offended if anyone listening to this watches it but with the, I don't know, American dubs. Uh, yeah, don't do that. Come on. Yeah. Respect the craft. <laughs> yeah. But it is, uh, yeah. it is so good. <laughs> really is. All right. So if you want to follow along in, you know, next week or whatever we were going to talk about it, um try to yeah catch up uh watch the show and then we're gonna talk yeah about oh it. and i love that they're on the third season this is the last season love this for real yeah okay they've like announced it it's like no this is the last season so i okay no i don't want to talk about it i just i just, <laughs> I just think that's like for me it's like a great sign because that's also another thing like when you want to be catching up on a show a like this show is the best show to do that for because like you you basically want it want to watch all of it all at once because otherwise you will forget and then two uh-huh. I don't want to start watching a show that has like thirteen seasons already uh, so this has three and then that's it that's over after that and uh, I think just the restraint in saying we've told the story we want to tell now this is over is amazing so. Thank God I, for the I didn't Germans. know that, but that makes me really happy because season three, uh, I was concerned. I was scared. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, let's say that I was looking for, you know, I want answers. 
uh, and then season three opens up and is like, here's more questions. I'm like, no. Uh, so <laughs> good to know this is the last one and hopefully they'll, you know, tie all the the knots, the ends, whatever, not the ends, whatever the expression is. Tie the loose Tie ends. all those threads. <laughs> all right. Um, outro. Uh, thanks for listening. Um we're uh, yeah uh, we're we're we can find the show notes in our website that's layout.fm you can follow us on twitter at layout.fm but i have a story around that maybe yeah maybe we can talk about it after this <laughs> and um and uh you can follow me on twitter i'm at rafahari uh kevin is at Vernal kick hey our websites we're, i'm rafa.design and kevin is kevin clark.ca yep. what's your, what's your, oh there you go boom i remember it i'm a good friend that's right and uh yeah why not why why don't you do that and then uh, also we're part of the spec fm network so if you want to listen to more uh, other podcasts you can uh check them out the, the their page is spec.fm that's easy to remember and yeah that that's it outro done play the theme song da, 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 da. Okay, so so quick, quick, quick story on the layout handle. So one night, Twitter user uh, Rouge um, DM'd both of us. Uh, TLDR, uh, this user uh, said, hey, by the way, I own the at layout Twitter handle and I'm not using it for anything and I'm a listener, I listen to the show. So I, I would, like, if you want it, I can just give it to you. And my ears perked up like, holy crap, that's incredible. So generous, so yeah. nice, so wow. Like, it was one of the best gestures I've seen in a long time. This doesn't happen. Um, so we, we DM'd each other, you know, we were talking. And first I was trying to figure out if this was legit, right? Like, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the, yeah, I have to admit that I was like, is this for real? Because it's like, kind of okay, a weird I'm, process too, right? Like. It, it's like you're not really safe. Like you, it's, the process seems like it, oh. it's essentially like you have to switch your username to this other username and hope Tell it me about it'll work it. out. So there's actually like a high degree of risk <laughs> in doing this operation. Yeah. So yeah, no, exactly. So so like what the, what what they said was I'll switch the like email and phone number of the ad layout account you're probably going to get an email confirmation thing and like a two-factor authentication with a text you just confirm i can confirm it here and then it's yours you can log in mm. but you know sending texts like all right uh, you're going to get something on your phone give me the code and whatever that is usually how people get scammed <laughs> um so i was a bit you know careful and again this this twitter account didn't raise any red flags for me like it, it looks legit and i was willing to to believe it but uh, at the same time, like even if I got hold of the account, what I, I would have to do is what you said, Kevin. I would have to change the username on one and then on the other account, change it to that original one. Um, and th- so that's how you change or it's the closest thing to transferring a domain. You're just releasing it and hopefully catching it real fast again. <laughs> um, so because that's what I had to do anyways, I said, hey, instead of doing that, why don't we at the time 
let's say, you know, at 1203, uh, you change it and I change it at the same time, you know? So that's what we, we agreed. And so that's, that was a plan at 1201, let's say, you know, they're going to release it and I will change our layout and, FM. To and I guess layout. like at this point, um, I don't know if like you're thinking the way that I was thinking, but for me, it was like, yeah, like that's kind of how it works. Like it's, it's this sort of like stressful, like, you know, five minutes where you mm -hmm. do this and then it just like hopefully works. Like I just, in my mind, it's like a, an annoying process, but like I was pretty confident that it's just like, yeah, like we'll just go and do this and like we'll be quick and then they'll just like work out yeah i, I no, like yeah, that, didn't that really think through about like everything that could happen <laughs> no so, carry carry on with the story so you know if you listen to the outro i said we can follow us at layout fm so we didn't change that and what happened was we the, the, we went along with the plan and at, at let's say 1201 or whatever this person released it And I was like trying to, you know, right after trying to, to grab it and it was not available. And I was still waiting and just refreshing and trying again and it was not available. And at some point this person was like, oh my God, someone else got it. And just my heart sank and it's just, oh my God. So I don't, apparently what people do is just popular domain or handles, I guess. You can just pay, uh, companies entities persons whatever that they'll effectively create these bots that try to grab popular handles um so if you can you know imagine it's probably a bot somewhere just trying to ping you know change the username to this thing real you know how many times a minute try to so as soon as this domain would release uh you would get it and it's just fast enough that honestly it couldn't have taken us more than i don't know 10 seconds I, i i would say but in the, in that super short window someone like a bot i'm gonna assume got it um and i feel and like just if you want to use these kinds of bots i wouldn't even feel confident in that like <laughs> my first reaction would be like what if they take your money and then like steal the account you want and then just don't give it to you basically like try to extract more money from you after they got yeah. it um so <laughs> yeah it's, it seems like shady all around so i feel i felt immediately so bad for this person who was you know had a great handle and was willing to give it up to us and effectively they lost it yeah you know like we didn't lose anything in this process but this person lost a really great handle and i feel super bad yeah same um so if you're listening by the way once again i'm you know i thank you so much and i'm so sorry <laughs> that this happened um yeah so one thing that we did kind of offered in return even before this happened just for the handle like we would love to because this person is a designer and has some work that they would like some some um You know some feedback on so we're, that offer still stands by the way for listening. Uh, at any point, we'll we'd be glad to just give you some feedback on your own work and stuff. Um, so anyway, just an interesting story. Just uh, I think it just reflects how broken this whole system is, yeah. and yeah, just how valuable domain names, handles, usernames are. So much that there's this whole you know 
industry, this whole market, just to you know, just to try to get these. It's it's crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. That makes me feel so much farther away from getting the at Kevin Clark. <laughs> Kevin, or not the main name, but the the Twitter username. Yeah, I like. I'm not even gonna try to get the at Rafa, but the at Rafael Con, you know, my name, my first full, my first last name, is from this Twitter account. Um, their last tweet is from March 2009. <laughs> it's just tiny URLs, uh, links, and it has eight followers and two tweets, and that's it. <laughs> See, because now what I'm worried about is. Even if, like, the at Kevin Clark username becomes available, like... Yeah, what are the chances you're going to get it? What are the chances I'm going to get it? And if I change my username, like, maybe that account is not trying to... Like, I guess I guess I, I wonder if, like, both accounts have bots on them and I basically end up with no <laughs> Twitter account. Is that a possibility? Or I guess well, not. Well, not really, because... Cause... I, yeah, if you try to change, let's say, your vernal kick to yeah. Kevin Clark, if it's not available, it won't Work. just okay. change something else, right? So it would just you can't hit save. Okay, so I can't so, lose my original one. Yeah, your original one is kind of safe. Um, okay, at least. <laughs> yeah. So this is so stressful. There should be a better process for handling this. I know. Seriously. I think the only way for you to get a good handle is just go work at Twitter. And even then, I think. Mm, yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder who has at layout now. Oh, uh, it's it's a person slash bot. Uh, their see. name is Maria Karen. It's oh my a god! Did account the the Karens. <laughs> this person joined June twenty twenty, meaning it's a new account. They just snatched mm-hmm. this new account. Um, of course, zero, zero followers. And oh wait, it's following six people. But I guess I can't see because it's protected. It's a bot. It's a bot. Yeah. Anyway. Oh my God. But the name <laughs> so so perfect for 2020. Uh, Karen's ruining lives. Of course, a Karen had to get the other user. Of course, of course. A Karen got my handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Black Lives Matter.